something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. My friend Melissa Scambalori. Did I do it? <laughs> you got it. Yes. <laughs> I practiced Have all you been morning. Practicing? <laughs> we perfect. were just sitting here. This is the fun part about having a podcast because I first of all get to meet all these amazing healers and then I become friends with them. And so you and I have been sitting here for the last half hour just catching up and talking and it's I mean, we could literally do that all day. I was like, we got to actually start recording. I but. know. I know. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. You've actually been here before. You were here with your fiance, Jake Woodard, who's also been on the podcast multiple times. But I wanted to have you on and talk through, obviously, your story and then kind of connect with the feminine energy aspect of all this masculine and feminine energy work that you guys do and that y'all have taught me about. So first of all, I'm happy you're here. Hi. So am I. Hi. I'm so glad when you contacted me about it, I'm like, yes, I want to chat with her and have like girl talk and and go a little deeper into, you know, the stuff that women in this world really need to connect to and allow themselves to feel again. Yeah. And I was just kind of telling you how integral even connecting with the body, which is something that you've taught me has been to like a part of my healing in the last year. Um, And I was thinking about when I was really thinking about talking to you, I was like, what is it that really drives me to connect with Melissa's work? And you know that thing that people say where it's like, you find people who you want what they have, and then you Mm -hmm. like follow them. And so I see in you things that I want, like the way that you're connected to your own inner knowing and your soul and all of that has been through a process of hardships and life and all this stuff. And you've done the work and then you've gotten to this result. And so I'm like, well, I want what she has. So I'm going to go like, and it really draws me to your content because I connect with it, you know? And there's such a part of your story that's like, well, the reason you know how to say all this stuff is because of what you've been through to get here. Mm-hmm. So tell us, let's get, let's go back. Let's talk to the listeners a little bit about how did you get here? What did your life look like? Because you have an interesting story because you were an American Idol and all this stuff that people would be <laughs> yeah. like, what? So I talk know. us a little bit through all that. Well, first I have to say that was like the nicest compliment. So thank you for that. 
I, re- I will allow myself to receive that. And I appreciate that. So I grew up as a little girl who performed and was singing and dancing for her parents all the time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't afraid of anything. I was expressive and creative. And I remember as I started to grow up, I was in musical theater and I just loved music. I loved creating things and, and performing and making people smile and helping others, things like that. As I grew up and became like a teenager, then it kind of set in that that wasn't really the cool thing in the group of girls that I hung out with. And so I so desperately wanted to fit in. Mm. And so I kind of quieted a lot of parts of myself down that were into imagination and my creativity and tried to be the cool girl. And to be honest, looking back at it, even though I have been involved in music and performing up until now still, I've quieted down so many parts of myself until maybe about four years ago when I started to really crack open and allow myself to fully embrace who I was as a woman, who I was as a lover, who I was as every aspect of myself. So... I moved to New York City right after American Idol. I auditioned for that show in, oh gosh, 2000, maybe six or seven. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that long ago. It was a long time ago. This was like early in that show's run. It was. It was like season six or season seven. I think it was season six. And I made it through. I did the whole Hollywood thing. Actually, I auditioned in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. So I made it through and then I got... I got to the top 40 and I got cut. And so the way that reality TV works is you're under a contract. So I was under a contract for a while. But after that duration of that year contract, I moved to New York City and I started pursuing songwriting and music and all that. So a lot of years passed and I lived there and I've moved different parts of the world, kind of pursuing this dream of music. And it's funny because all of the relationships that I've been in and all the places that I've traveled kind of showed me more about myself. I just wasn't really open to it, if that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I can distinctly remember living in New York and I had a good job. I worked at a recording studio. I was songwriting. I had really great friends, but I would wake up like a couple times, maybe three, four times a month, really sad, really depressed, And I didn't know what was wrong. It was just the whole day I was like stuck in my bed. I'm like, Mm. what is wrong with me? Like everything just seems so good. Everything seems so great. Like, but something wasn't right. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And at the time I was afraid to really look deeper within myself. So eventually after many ups and downs through pursuing music, I decided to move back to New York, where I'm upstate New York. That's where I'm originally from. And once I got back here, I had been going through a really bad breakup. And it it shot me down for a really long time. Without, you know, too many details of everything, it was just it was my breaking point of completely losing myself, everything I've known about myself, everything I thought about myself, everything I tried to make myself look like it all got washed away through this heartache that I experienced. 
And from there, after about a year of like grieving and trying to heal, I started to open myself up to what life was trying to show me. Mm. And it's interesting because my love for music and my love for dance and my love for movement, it wasn't meant to be the way that I thought it was supposed to be. So I was heading down the wrong path. It was leading me more towards utilizing it for healing, utilizing it for helping, bringing these gifts that I was holding onto into the world. And so now here we are, and I'm trying to think how many years ago that was, maybe like six years ago, I finally, you know, feel very satisfied with my connection with myself and my work and what I bring into the world. And I never thought that was possible. Mm. And um, we'll kind of dive into how you use the music and the dance stuff still in a bit. But um, I want to circle back to that moment of realization because you mentioned you were going through a really bad breakup. And Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I hate that it takes us sometimes these really (laughs) like heartbreaking moments to really accept, okay, like life is trying to show me something, but it does, right? Like I don't think that we actually are for me. I guess I'll keep it on me. I don't pay attention a lot of times until pain makes me pay attention. Like I can be just like going through life and thinking, you know, creating quote unquote, the path that I'm supposed to be on. I'm not connected to the universe at all. I'm very much driving the bus, which is probably a masculine energy thing. (laughs) It's also very disconnected to myself because I'm a very heavy core feminine um, energy. And so yeah, it's just interesting though, because sometimes then you get in a situation and the pain, it just like you like blast into that wall and you can't not face it anymore. So, what happened? Like, what moment did you, you said you had this wake up where you're like, okay, what is life trying to show me? Why did the relationship take you there? I think it exposed a lot of, a lot of parts of myself that I didn't want to see. And I did a lot of forcing in that relationship, forcing myself to to be something that I really wasn't, forcing myself to accept things that didn't feel good to me, forcing myself to let things kind of slide by the wayside that didn't feel good. Mm. And I remember, I think last time I was on the show, I talked about this like moment of, I got to get out of this relationship or this relationship isn't for me. And it was... I was living in Arizona at this time, and it was this book that I had made years before about um, like a discovery board or a vision board. I had made it about what what I wanted for like my ideal relationship, you know, how I wanted to feel, what I wanted to look like, things like that. And I found it when I was kind of in a pivotal moment of, should I stay or should I go? What am I going to do here? Because I'm not happy. He's not happy. This isn't working. But letting go of what you think that relationship needs to be is really hard. Mm -hmm. And so I was cleaning out some stuff and I found that book and all these words just hit me because none of them, all these pictures, all these emotions, none of them were what I was feeling. And that was my first turning point of, okay, like it's time for me to go. I got to let go of this. It was like the click, like I got clarity. That was my first point of clarity to leave that relationship. 
So that's kind of the first step for most of us is allowing yourself to really see what's happening here behind the smoke and mirrors, behind what you're trying to put out into the world and look at it for what it is. So I picked up and I moved back. And when I got back here, I had no money, no direction, no idea about myself anymore. It was like, like I said, everything I thought I was, wasn't that. Everything I thought I wanted, I realized that I didn't. And so I had to kind of, it's almost as if, if I could visualize it, it's almost as if like every, like your clothes are just like all stripped, like, and you're this new baby again. Like you're almost have like a a rebirth of a possibility for you to now be more of who you are instead of the hats or the masks that you've Mm -hmm. been wearing. And at first I really didn't know what to do with that. I was full of panic and I was like, I'm a crazy person. Like there's something wrong with me. Like this, my life is never going to get better. I'm just going to be depressed like this forever. And it, it was the grieving process, which I think I never really allowed myself to go through in, in other breakups. I kind of just, you know, went out with my girlfriends and we we're like, yeah, we're good. Like, it's fine. Like screw him, you know? Yeah. And, and this wasn't that at all. This was like, life was giving me a kick and making me move. And yeah. I accepted that. And then once I got back here, I really, at the time, I don't think I knew what I was doing, but I was letting myself just be. I was letting myself just, I would go to bed crying and wake up crying. Mm. I was just letting myself be. It was nothing else that I wanted to do. There's nothing else that I felt like I could do. And I'm grateful for that, but it's not easy. No. It's so interesting because as I'm listening to you talk, you know, they always talk about relationships just being mirrors. And like, if we can let go of the idea of a relationship is going to make our life complete, or we have to have this relationship forever. And that means success. Like, because when I'm listening to you talk, I'm like, oh, this relationship just mirrored your disconnection to yourself, which has exactly been my own experience in the last I don't know, four or five years. It's just so many things coming into my life in different relationships, romantic, friendship, work, of all of these ways I've been out of alignment with what I actually even want. Like you said, you had this list and you look at it and you're like, what? Mm Because nothing in your life looks like these things that you identify as your core values even or what you want. Um, And so when I'm listening to you talk, I'm hearing... You, you were grieving the relationship, but you're also grieving this like fantasy and this programming for yourself and your own life of things that you thought you needed to be successful or to be complete or to be a full woman or whatever, whatever thing we put on top of it. And then you didn't really have the direction of what <laughs> it was supposed to look like either because we aren't really taught that. Like we're taught it needs to fit in this box. But like, what if that box doesn't really like connect with who you are? Mm-hmm. Well, then oftentimes if you're open to it, you're going to get a loud. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. And, and it shows up for people in so many different ways. You yeah. know, at that time I was just, I was just so sad and so upset, but that was the turning point in my life. So it's anytime you look back on your life and I feel like a, yourself and the listeners can feel this too is anytime you've had big growth in your life, it's generally from some sort of pain mm-hmm. that you experience because life is really 
forcing you to move. It's pushing you in a different direction. And if it's not loud, then oftentimes you won't do anything. Totally. So the louder it is, you're being called for something way better and way bigger, but it's up to us to really listen. Yeah. And I think something, I mean, that I'm resonating with, because this is where I am exactly, is when you're talking about you just were allowing yourself to be like, I've almost been forced into that in this season in my life too. Um, you know, pandemic, whatever, all of it, it just all has really put me in that place. And I still find myself on a daily, like I want to pick up and like control and do and, and take the next step. And like, honestly, there, I can take a next right step, but there isn't much more than that, that I'm being asked to do right now because I have no clear direction. And I think a lot of it is in this like waiting and this trusting that, things will reveal themselves in the right time, but it can be really uncomfortable. And so it's interesting because I also think something our culture creates is this like, if you're not doing, you're like dying. And actually, I actually feel the most alive I've probably felt in years. It doesn't mean it's not painful though, because I'm letting go of a lot of stuff right now that wasn't serving me, even my own mentalities and like ideas about who I was. Mm-hmm. So it's like really uncomfortable. So can you talk through maybe some of that period of your life other than like crying when you're waking up and going to sleep? What did it look like? I just kind of want to normalize this for people, like getting uncomfortable in the unknowing. At that time, it was really forced upon me where I've always thought I was the girl who's like cool and chill and I'm sad, but like, I'm okay. And like, I'm positive and I'm good and I can handle it myself. And I can, I've always kind of played that character. So to completely fall apart, I just, I was being hard on myself at this, you know, I was, I was allowing myself to be, but I was being hard on myself because I needed to pick up and be the one that made it out of this relationship good and looked like she was doing better. But I, I, I physically and emotionally and all of that, like, I really just couldn't do it. So I feel like one of the things I did a lot of is going out and like walking Mm -hmm. in like nature trails and kind of talking to myself and talking through my emotions and things like that. I'm, I'm really trying to like look back because I, to me now it feels like this, but it was a really, like, it feels like the blink of an eye, but it was a really long period of, of grieving. And I had an up and down of, be feeling like a very powerful woman that like I left this relationship yeah. but then and then having very heavy crashes of I just feel terrible like maybe I made the wrong decision what if I date someone else that's worse than this and I just screwed myself over but that's an it really is a natural way of going through grievances the uncertainty of the future is really scary to us and because we painted a picture of this relationship separating what's real and what's not and what's not serving us and what is Mm. it's hard to distinguish between the two and women especially we have this weird idea that we have to stop loving someone in order to move on from them Mm. we have to they have to be the villain in our life in order for us to thrive. They have to be the bad guy and we're the good and we're the good guy. And I'm not saying it has to be either way or not, but loving someone, you can love someone and still know that they're not good for you. 
So it's not really about stopping that love because maybe it takes time to really fully let go of the feelings you had for them. They took up a chunk of your life. And depending on how deep you went emotionally together, it takes time to move on from that. Breakups and moving on from relationships that aren't good for us is more about reconnecting to self-love and reconnecting to who we are. Because for many women, we get lost in the relationship. And yeah. we, become, we become the pleaser, we become the mother, we become anything that they need us to be because we have these beautiful hearts, but we don't offer them to ourselves. Mm. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That totally hits. 
I thought I was the only one who just lost myself over and over, but it is, it's so true. And that's been part of this journey that I've been on recently is just like, well, first of all, getting to know this new version of myself or maybe the true self that I wasn't really even aware of, you know, or accepting of for a really long time. Um, but I was, yeah, I was having this conversation with a friend this week because I keep saying like, I'm getting ready to maybe think about dating again. But when I actually started thinking about it this week, I was thinking to myself, I just don't know if I want to give my energy to investing in anyone else yet. Like I actually really feel this um, need for my own energy right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think it's interesting because especially I'm about to turn 40 in two months. And so I think there's like all of these heavy programming things around, um, you know, the timeline. And luckily this last situation really kind of, I had to dissolve some of those. And I think that it just hit such a head that like, I was like, jigs up. Like, it's not, <laughs> just isn't happening for me at this time. Um, and I've really just had to accept that and also kind of realize how ridiculously, uh, what's the word, unrealistic those things were. Like, it doesn't mean I'm messed up or it's my life isn't good because I'm not in a certain place relationship-wise. Like, I actually feel more true. Like, I'm going to find something more true to me um, because I'm being open to letting go of a timeline, but all of that to say that, uh, what was I saying? (laughs) (laughs) Um, now I did my whole thing where I'm off on a tangent. I don't even know where I came from. I think just about like, Oh, I didn't want it. I'm not sure that I want to invest in someone else yet. And it's like interesting that we don't really talk about that, like that being okay of, you know, like you don't have to, you don't have to be in a relationship. Maybe we do need to turn our hearts and our love towards ourselves sometimes, you know, and, um, I'm getting actually really comfortable with that. I see that in you, like just this, this, like, wait, I need this or setting boundaries in your life in general around like what your connection to yourself is. So do you feel like you kind of found that during that time of your life? I think I started to. Okay. I think it, that the light bulbs were going off a lot, but I wasn't making all the connections because I was still trying to come come out of the sadness that I was experiencing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So it's just an ongoing journey. It always will be. The truth is, is that you will, you're never ready. You're never really ready for anything. Yeah. And so we can put it on, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying this because of what you said, but we can put it off. We can put it off. We can put it off. If you feel, if you're being called to connect deeper with yourself, then I think that you should honor that. Yeah. But I think that it's always important to take a look at the whys. Like, I mean, Mm. it's such a simple question, but why? Why am I hard on myself? Or why do I feel like I'm not ready to have a relationship? Or why? It's just asking yourself questions. Because for the majority of us grew up never really having our our own emotions honored or making our own decisions. We were usually told what we need to do, how we need to feel, what we need to stop doing. You know, so most people that that I come in contact with that I work with, like, well, how do you feel? They're like, well, I don't know how I feel. Of course. Yeah. Because we're never really, it's it's kind of frowned upon in our society to be like, well, I feel this way. Well, right. I don't feel that way. You know, so 
connecting to how you really feel, what you really want in a relationship, what you want to feel the majority of your day, and then trying to head in that direction is really important because the outside noise and the opinions and the projections, they don't go away. So Mm -mm. if you're not standing on a solid foundation of self, then you will constantly be bending and molding to make everybody else happy. Well, that just said it right there. Because as you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, am I not ready to invest in someone else or am I not willing to lose myself again? Mm -hmm. And so like, and I don't know, and maybe that's something I have to navigate as I try, but like- That's that's so funny because I felt that way too. Yeah. So when- left the relationship. I rebuilt this whole person that started to be joyful and happy. And I got to a point where I was like, I'm okay if it's just me. Me too. But I do really want a relationship. And that's the thing is that we have to admit what we want. It's okay to ask for what you want and then see what happens. But a lot of people be like, I don't care about having a boyfriend or I don't like screw guys or that, you know, I don't, I don't resonate with that because deep down, there's a lot of people that are just saying that to protect themselves. And I mean, I, I went through the, you know, rebellion against guys because I was angry thing too. But then I got to a great point where I decided to start exploring how to find more joy in my own life. I started planning more things I wanted to do. I stopped waiting to feel good. I was like, okay, what can I do for myself today to Mm -hmm. feel good? And when I got to this point where everything was like good and coasting, in pops Jake Woodard. (laughs) I'm like, what the heck? But I was so like elated and pulled to him and connected to him. But I remember a moment when he asked me to be like in a committed relationship. You know, we had been dating a little bit and he's like, I want to commit to this relationship. Like I want you to be my girlfriend. And it was like the flash of panic went through my brain was like, Oh, do I want to do this again? Like, what if it doesn't work? Am I going to get over it? What am I? And it, and it all happened like, like a blink. Okay. I feel like that's like the common theme of what I'm expressing is like everything in the moment feels very heavy, but when you look back, it's like if it's like a second Slip on the radar. So yeah. it was all the panic set in, and then and then this realization of I am like the fear of getting hurt by this relationship is not as great as my desire to allow myself to try this again. Mm. And so that's what brought me to the point of saying, "Yeah, let's try it and let's see what happens." You know, and I mean. Now my life is completely different from that point because I allowed myself to open up and to work on things and to work on myself and to come into a safe container. Yeah. And that's usually how it happens. It's it's like, especially for people who have a feminine core, if you're just out there in the world and, and you're really at a good place where you feel pretty clear about who you are and, and what you want and you hold on to that and you honor it as you meet people, then you're going to kind of weed out the people who aren't good for you naturally. Yeah. I actually love that because I think, I think fear can, especially when you come out of a situation that was extremely painful or really hard or whatever it is, you do have like a guard up in some ways. And as much as like, you know, I feel like I'm actually lowering that, I'm sure it comes up. And so maybe that was my instinct to be like, oh, maybe I'm not ready to date. But the reality is, is I've just started to actually get to know myself in a new way and I'm enjoying that process Mm -hmm. and kind of feeling a new sense of like peace and calm come over me every step I take deeper into that process. Um, 
and I don't have it quote unquote figured out. And so my instinct is to be like, well, then I'm not ready or then I'm not whatever. And that's not really how life works because especially if we're talking about relationships, it is where you can get to know yourself greater or better or more and deeper. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just having this kind of aha moment of like, wait, maybe it's not that. It's that I don't want to lose my connection to myself again. And so that is what a good practice of like, learning how to have boundaries within a situation because whatever I did in the past, it didn't work for me. Like mm-hmm. being boundaryless or just like operating in this programming of what I needed to be doing, it doesn't work for me. It blows up in my face every time. And so that's what I don't want to do again. Interesting. Well, let me, can I tell you something? I don't, have it, I don't have it figured out either. Yeah. I, I mean, know. Nobody, nobody really does. You know, we right. do the best we can with what we have and we try to show up as the best version of ourselves. And there's some days that that doesn't work out that way. Yeah. You have to give yourself permission to not have it all figured out and that yeah. be okay. You know, and nobody does. I don't care what it looks like online or nobody really does. You know, like we're all just kind of learning lessons and, and again, trying to be the best version of ourselves, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just don't, I think that we're, we're too hard on ourselves. I agree. Things, well, know? I don't even realize I'm doing it right. Like that was just the new awareness I got is as I'm saying this to you, I'm like blocking myself even more again, because I'm like, oh, it's not in this picture perfect box yet. Yet. You know, there's always the yet and like, yet doesn't exist. <laughs> That's not how this yeah. works. Well, cause you'll never be there ever. So, you know, you'll like five years from now, you'd be like, I'm almost there. But right. like, you know, but I mean, a relationship has the ability to take us deeper within ourselves if we allow mm-hmm. it to. The right relationship. The I right relationship. Yeah, yeah. That's in alignment. Yeah. But but now that you're aware of what you did before, mm-hmm. awareness is really where a lot of our power lies. So you don't do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, when I felt myself do that, that was my tendency. It's like completely lose myself and like people please my partner you know, yeah, whatever they needed. And, and that was just kind of like my cycle. So that happened in the very beginning of my relationship with Jake. And it took, we, we had separated for a little bit of time. And that was one of my aha moments is like, I'm totally doing that again. And so I just had to reconnect with myself. And from there, like, I've never done that since. Wow. You know, well, it's, it's good. I was going to say, let's talk a little bit about, you said reconnect with yourself. And it made me really think about, again, why I'm drawn to your work. And we've mentioned a couple of times this like feminine essence. And um, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the masculine and feminine energy. You can go take a um, test on Jake's website. Actually, it's jakewoodard.com. And if you don't know your core, that might be a good place to start because it really can help you into understanding maybe where your work even is if you're feeling really disconnected from that. But I have a very feminine core. I believe you do as well. And I've been really disconnected from it. We also both have both. Like that was something that is kind of like balancing that is an interesting thing because we, and we both need both. Um, But I've been driven by my masculine or trying to live in my masculine for a while. And that was why so much of my life was just completely out of alignment because while maybe my career looked successful to people, it could have been, I guess, and it was, I was making the most money that I've ever made in my life, but I was so unfulfilled and I was so out of touch and I was medicating my way through every day with work and alcohol and all these things that like really didn't make me feel true to myself. And so, 
getting back in touch with my true core is a very healing, empowering thing. So can you talk me through how you even started to tap in to yours and what that even is? Let's do this first. Tell okay. us what feminine, a feminine core or feminine, a divine feminine even is. So the feminine, the, from an energetic standpoint, there's the masculine energy, the feminine energy. Going off what you said, we both, like everyone in this world has both energies within them and everyone has a unique balance. Your core is the one that feels the best and that your body, your soul, your heart, your mind wants to use the majority of the time. It's where you're thriving. It's where you're like, oh, I feel great doing this. Okay. So, but masculine energy is our structure and our leadership and our giving energy and our decision-making and kind of it's our, our getting our stuff done, very logical, what makes the most sense. The feminine energy is our connection to love, our heart center, our emotions, our sensuality. It's our compassionate side. It's our gentleness. It's our receiving energy. And if you take like, just, I'm going to ask you, you take both of those. When you look at the, say the feminine energy column, what do you, what do you quickly judge it to be? Well, I mean, my quick thing would be, I think the programming for me is that's weak. Yeah. Everybody has that. Yeah. Also, when I was listening to you talk, I had a very specific mindset with this podcast to not over prepare because I was like that when I get driven in that of like, this is how this conversation needs to go. And these questions in like a super specific outline, I can't really be in my flow. And I am in my masculine a lot when I'm doing these interviews, which is okay. And I need to be sometimes, but I didn't want to be with you. And so it's interesting to even watch myself ask these questions as I just navigate what's coming up. Like it's a very interesting difference that I can tell. But anyway, Learn, but learning to trust yourself opens mm-hmm. up new doors and struck all those structure is great. There has to be room for flow. There yes. has to be room for spontaneity. So because life isn't always going to work out the way we think it's supposed to. We'd right. love to structure our whole day, but sometimes stuff comes up. And can you allow yourself to flow through that and not lose your mind because mm-hmm. you're not on schedule? That's kind right. of where, where we're at. Yeah. But our world. And the way that we've all been conditioned to live our lives is, I say, from the neck up. So it's all the mind. Even as we heal, we always want to, well, how can I like change my thoughts? And how can I manipulate my mind? And how can I? But within our bodies, we have all of these gifts that help us through the healing process, help us connect deeper with ourselves, and really feel the fullness of the experiences that we're in. And that's all what feminine energy is. It's all about that movement, that flow, that compassion, that love, that, oh, like I, that's the best way I always describe feminine energy. Cause anytime I surrender into just coming into my body, that's how I feel. It's like all the weight just drips off of you mm-hmm. and you are open to whatever life is showing you. And you're not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. It just, it, you just allow yourself to be masculine is doing and feminine is being. And there needs to be a time for all of us to do and a time for us to be. The problem is, is most of us are never being and we're always doing. And so we're tense and tight and we don't feel connected to things anymore. And we're not present in the moment. We're not absorbing the fullness of our lives. We're just head down, 
let me get through my tasks. Yeah. And that's disconnecting, especially someone who has a feminine core that is so stressful on their body physically on their lack of emotions and the types of partners they attract into their experience are not going to suit them. They're attracting people who don't align with their core energy. What kind of, what do you mean by that? Like what would they would attract what? So let's say that you're in work mode. Yeah. Uh, most of the day you're going, you're doing, you're doing great and you can do an amazing job at it. But that energy that you're giving out of being the structure, the leader, the go-getter, the one that's accomplishing things, the decision maker, you attract into your experience what we would call the energetic reciprocal, which Mm -hmm. means that you would be calling in a more feminine type of man. Not feminine and like he acts feminine, feminine and like he, his emotions might be all over the place. He's not really sure where he's headed. He's just kind of going with the flow of things, you know, so because that's what polarity is. Polarity is a balance between masculine, feminine energy, or some people call it yin and yang energy. That's what attracts people or into an experience. And that's where, when you meet someone, you get that like spark. It's because there might be a moment right there of masculine, feminine energy. That's the spark. But if your core is feminine and you're living the majority of your day in your masculine then you're not going to get the energetic reciprocal that's actually good for you. You're, I'm glad you're, you're using the words energetic reciprocal though, because like I actually think that I've been in situations where I've drawn in a guy who looks masculine on the outside and like maybe even would would say he's got a masculine core or whatever. But when you just described it, it clicked for me of like, oh, it's the flighty emotions. It's the not like kind of not having a direction like, going from one thing to the next very chaotically. And like, I don't, I don't like equate a chaotic energy to a masculine, like or a person in their masculine in a, in a, whatever healthy masculine. How do you say it? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> right. But that's the thing is the outside appearance. Like you can see a woman who's in, who looks beautiful and she's in a dress and her hair and her yeah. makeup is done, but she is not carrying feminine energy. She is carrying masculine energy. And to a masculine man, that is, it's like to like, Oh, what do I want to say? Like magnets, like they're not going to come together. They're right. going to come apart because they're not energetically balanced. Yeah. You know, so you can look the part and not carry that energy. Yeah. Okay. It's really interesting. I just had oh, like a know, click. something that like, I remember having a moment when I was starting to learn about it and I was like, wow, this is such a big deal. It's like, if you see two men fighting in a bar room, that's, yeah. a, that's feminine energy because it's, not a grounded, they're not grounded in their emotions. They're chaotic in their emotions. They can't stand there and deal with an emotion. They're punching and they're throwing things. So a man thinking that he's displaying this like big, bad, like tough guy, you're actually, he's actually in his feminine. He's in his wild feminine in that moment because he's being chaotic. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, and another one, and I actually learned this at the conference that I went to with you guys, but like that whole like, oh, boys will be boys and they're just so like, like just that sexual energy just spewing everywhere and like going after multiple women or whatever that looks like. Like, I think that gets written off a lot of times as like, just I'm just super masculine. I'm a dude, whatever, whatever. <laughs> that's just what I, dudes do. Yeah, that's just what dudes do. You know, that's like my pet peeve. Um, I think I talked about that on the last podcast we did. <laughs> but to me, now that you're saying that, I'm like, wait, that's actually not like a, a masculine is like a true grounded. He can hold his energy in a sacred way and not like spew it out everywhere that's like the flightiness and all that stuff and the inconsistency like that is not masculine or being connected to your true divine masculine well if we go a little deeper and get a little bit more complex okay let's because there's a balance there's all there's light and dark everywhere in the world so within divine feminine energy divine masculine energy all those beautiful parts there's also wounded aspects of that so Masculine, wounded masculine energy would be a man 
or a person with a masculine core that's kind of just spewing their stuff everywhere. Yeah. And, and, but we make excuses for that. And that's the thing is it's more of a wounded aspect. It's a shadow aspect of that energetic and energy. Yeah. Okay. So it could be operating from a masculine place, but it's the wounded masculine, not the not, true masculine. Right. It's more of a wounded masculine, just like we could bounce over to the feminine side and like drama, like mm -hmm. women who engage in a lot of drama or are very, um, they compare themselves to other women all the mm -hmm. time. Like that's more of a wounded aspect of feminine energy. Yeah. Which is where I was probably operating from when I drew in these other energies. Perhaps. It just depends on, that's, that's the interesting thing. I think this, this type of um, work has changed everything in my life, learning about it and then realizing what I was giving out into the world. It's helped. It's funny because indulging in my feminine energy has helped me so much in my business. Yeah. Not just my romantic relationship. It's helped me in my friendships. It's made me feel more connected to myself because I feel better when I allow myself to operate more in my feminine energy. Yeah. It has to be intentional at first because there might be women listening to this now and they're like, well, I like being a businesswoman and I like, and that's the thing is you can do anything you want to do, but it's more about what it feels like to you. If you're, if you're tense and tight and rigid and short fused, then you've been operating in an energy that isn't aligning with you. And usually you're living in the mind. Mm -hmm. So the thought of getting out of the mind and not accomplishing something feels foreign, even though it's natural, right? Just, we've just haven't worked that muscle out in a really long time. Yeah. So you mentioned that the perception of the feminine energy is kind of weak. And so how do we switch that narrative? And like, what does someone, and you kind of talked about this a little bit, but like, when you're getting in touch with your true feminine, what has it looked like for you? I mean, you just said it's helped you in your business and your relationships. Like, what does it look like? Because it's opened my creativity and it's opened my flow. Okay. And the flow of money is feminine. Oh. So, in, so in business, if someone feels like they're blocking money, it's because they're not in the flow of money. Does that make sense? Is it that, does. That, I'm processing it. So first I had to learn what feminine energy really was. And I judged it just like most people do. Oh, well open my heart, but then somebody can hurt my heart. Right. But, but connected to that healing energy is this powerful center within us called our intuition and our intuition are really those gut feelings that we all get, but they happen quick and we bypass them when we bring them up to our logical mind. Yeah. And so we're actually safe in our feminine energy, but we have to learn how to reconnect to our intuition, to honor the gut feelings. And that's why I teach so much movement because I feel like movement helps you learn to trust what it feels like to be in your body because mm -hmm. you need that connection first. And it's, again, it's not going to feel totally natural in the beginning. You're going to judge and you're going to say, this is stupid. And what am I doing this for? I could be like finishing this work. And, but if you do this with the intention to open up and to try it, to see what it feels like, then I promise that you will crack open. It just mm -hmm. depends on your willingness to let go of control. We mm -hmm. want to have control over everything in our life. And feminine movement or feminine energy is letting go of that control and welcoming in the flow and letting life lead you and feeling 
guided more by your heart center and by your intuition. Your intuition and your body has a reaction to things way before your brain does. Oh my God, completely. My body always knows way before my mind will accept it. Yes, but it's normally not the answer that we'd like it to be. No. And so that's why we bring it up to our brain because if we meet someone who we think is cute and our body's like, this isn't a good thing for you and and bring it up to the brain and be like, oh, I could figure this out and he's (laughs) cute, but I'll just keep it casual. But, you know, we just... There's so many beautiful aspects to feminine energy. I've just found what worked for me is movement first. Yeah. Because then you have that aha moment of, wow, I feel very powerful right now. And all I did was move my body for a couple minutes. I feel like I'm not afraid of anything. I feel very open. I feel very connected. I feel very aware of things around me. So I don't feel that's why you don't feel afraid of things is because you are energetically open to feel a yes or a no, not think through the yes and the no. Mm. Yeah. I think that's what I am finally connecting to because I was saying this to you before we started the podcast, but like I did all the therapy work, you know, for a decade, I've been doing this kind of work and it was needed and needed to understand my past and heal from a lot of trauma and understand the dynamics in my family and in all of these things. But it kept me very stuck in my mind. And so like as a person with this feminine core, it was very, it has been very difficult for me to marry all of that knowledge into the actions of my life. Like, does that make sense? Like it was like, I knew it all. Like I logically could even know why my last relationship wasn't working. I knew it. (laughs) but I could not connect to like, okay, my body doesn't feel is feeling all these things. And my mind knows this stuff logically, but it wasn't like, I wasn't able to actually take next right steps in my own life because they weren't connected because I wasn't connected. Like I was, it was just so much disconnection constantly that I was just all over the place, constantly trying to rationalize, like you're saying in my head and then stayed way longer than I actually should have for either of us. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't good for anybody. So um, what I'm feeling now, and a lot of times, like I told you earlier, it's like I'd literally just put on a song and I'd dance around my house for three minutes and it puts me in this place of like, okay, like, I feel in my body this calm. For me, it gets sort of anxiety a lot. Like that's the thing that it releases. And and I do feel, because I feel more calm, then I don't feel so scared and fearful to make the next move or to go out in the world or to not have to figure everything out right in that minute. But yeah. it's because of simple things like literally moving my hips to a dance. It's energy. We're we're walking around the world like this stagnant energy. Yeah. And if we have, if things are backed up or we got these blocks, then there's no room for flow. Yeah. There's there's really no room for that at all. And it it affects your health. It affects your relationships. It can affect so many different areas of your life if you are just operating only from one energy or the other. And one of the best things that I can suggest anyone who's kind of would like to open up to exploring more about feminine is to take a a long look at your relationship with masculine energy, Mm -hmm. meaning dads, boyfriends, 
where do you, where did you have like some toxicity or you didn't feel safe in that environment that you grew up in? Because a lot of times that's why we operate from masculine energy too, is because we lived in an environment or we had experiences where masculine energy wasn't safe for us. And so in order for us to deal with that, we had to, what, what I would say is like animate our own. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. So that's usually with the conditioning of the world and then our first experiences of masculine energy, those are the two main things that keep us, that prevent us from allowing ourselves to try to come over to feminine energy and see what Mm -hmm. that's all about and see if that works for us. Yeah. So you did all this work and you kind of created these own programmings yourself. And so now you said this has helped you to even create your own business and essentially to thrive a lot more. So talk us through some of the things that you're doing now. One of the things that I, that started this for me is when I, I started movement, I don't know how long it was into there. I started putting together things that my body needed that I felt like really opened me up to my feminine energy. Cause let me remind you, it doesn't, it might not just be dancing for someone. It might be nature. It might be that we have a, a unique connection to our feminine energy and discovering what cracks you open is one of the most important things. We tried it. We see a girl, you know, dancing on a pole and she's like, I've never felt more feminine in my life. So we do that but that's not what cracks us open. Right. So be open to explore things. Mine just happened to be movement and I feel very passionate about it. Um, and I think it's important for everybody to try. So I put together something for myself and it was what I needed. It was breathing and stretching. And then I was very hard on my body. I had not a healthy relationship with my body growing up. And so I took time to touch my body and to say, thank you. I love you. Like, thank you to my legs. Mm-hmm. Thank you to my belly. Thank you to my arms. Cause constantly beating up your body gets you nowhere. And so I, with an intention to connect and open up my body, I would say, thank you. I love you. Then I wanted to just be that wild feminine. And I did some, I put tribal music on and drums and I started just like letting myself you know, wing around the house and have a good time. And then I brought myself into a grounded state of taking all of that and just letting that flow happen in my body. And I created a movement class called Connection and Flow. And I can remember the first time I ever taught it on my Instagram live, I was so nervous if it was going to work for people and if they liked it. And fast forward, that was like two years later. And I teach it at, I've taught it at live events and I have a program, a women's program called um, The Radiant Woman, which is an online course that helps women get into their bodies and to connect to their feminine energy. And there's teachings all around that. But then there's also guided meditations and womb healing and then connection and flow classes. So you get this well-rounded version of what feminine energy is and how to connect to that deeper self-love, how to connect to your body, how to experience intimacy with yourself. Mm-hmm. Because in order for us to go deeper in a relationship, we really have to be willing to go deep within ourselves first. Yeah. And I also teach with Jake. I mean, I feel like I'm doing so many awesome things, you know, because being in the relationship with him has taught us so much that we want to share with the world too. So lots of different things that are going on. And it's all, I'm also grateful, you know, that I'm able to bring that out into the world. 
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And to circle back to what we started this podcast talking about, your music and singing, like we did that workshop in Dallas. I've told you guys about this, the conference that Jake and Melissa put on. This was back in January. And um, you would lead these connection and flow sessions, which were my favorite. They ended up being my favorite part of the whole thing, because again, it would just, it grounds me and it very much would open me up to whatever else we were doing that day in a different way than I probably could have shown up, you know, otherwise. Um, but you would also sing through that. And so I thought it was so cool because you and I were talking at dinner that night and you were saying like, it's so interesting because I was so focused on like driving the bus to have this successful music career and like what that would look like. And I was on American Idol and I wanted a record deal and just all of that. And then now look at how the universe is using that same skill set to produce something completely different that can go out and help people in a totally different way. And I just think it's so cool to watch it, the skill set you have still be utilized. Like, I think we like, again, get put in these boxes of like, this is how that skill set has to be used or utilized. And you've been, you're such a great example of how it can shift if we just stay open and like, we don't actually know. (laughs) It's yeah. You have to open yourself up to see to see that you you know what you love to do, most people do, or you're on a journey to discover more of what you like to do or what makes you feel good. But the avenue of working within a music business wasn't going to be good for me. I can really see that now, but at the time, you know, I was really like pushing and forcing and trying. Oh, of course, and, yeah. But it wasn't the right environment for me. So letting completely go of that and just seeing what shows up for me you know, it, it opened up so many new doors. And I was like, I know I love this, not really sure what I want to do with it yet. So I'm just going to start 
doing things that feel good and utilize the things going on in my life Mm -hmm. to discover what I want to bring more of into the world. Yeah. And so now you also offer your own sessions. What are you seeing with like the women coming to you wanting to work on this stuff? What are some of the things that a lot of the women are bumping up against when they come to you? I think one of the biggest things is women who have worked a long time on building careers Mm -hmm. and focusing a lot more on doing everything perfect and being everything for everybody and over giving themselves that they've reached a point of burnout and they're not really sure what to do from here. Their, Their marriage maybe isn't going well, or they've divorced their kids have moved out of the house. Um, And they're like, well, I've never done anything for myself in the past, you know, 20 years of my life, or I don't, I don't even know what to do with my body. I don't even know if I am sexual or sensual. I don't know if, you know, I'm not sure what to do with my life because their life has been about everybody else for so Mm -hmm. long. You know, the way, like us women, we want to appear to have it all together and this pressure to be all of us be like each other, but then we're not how boring is that? Like we're not, we're not allowing ourselves to really bring forth our gifts because everybody has something to bring into the world or multiple some things. Your purpose changes as you grow or it grows with you. It's one or the other, you know? And I think that most of the time it's a woman operating so much from her masculine energy that everything in her life is really suffering and, and she's fed up with it. (laughs) I mean, really, to be totally honest, it's like, I know I'm fighting with my husband, I'm fighting with my boyfriend, or I'm attracting these, these men that I don't want to be with, but I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And then once we start realizing that there's a lot of shame lodged in the womb, or there's a lot of walls built around the heart center, you know, all of the things that make them feminine at the core is all blocked off. So what I do is I move them around in ways that I feel called to. And then we try to get all those emotions up and out so that we can start seeing what's really in there, what's really going on and how they can connect back to themselves. Cause a lot of us have really lost what I call our womanness. Mm-hmm. We've lost what it means to be naturally in our feminine. Cause it's like, that's the weakness. I don't want to look weak but it is really our superpower. And that's what, you know, my goal is to really help women realize. Yeah. I was laughing because that was exactly how my life played out. (laughs) The burnout, (laughs) the crash and burn, you know, and I wish I had known about you then, but I'm so glad that you are bringing this knowledge to women. And also like, I think the word that keeps coming to my mind is just empowering because it doesn't need to feel weak. Like this is actually, like I said, the strongest I have felt within myself. Um, And knowing that like just the uniqueness that you just described, even that is your superpower, like you said, and just like not trying to fit in the mold that works for everyone else because it doesn't work for me. Like it doesn't. And I think it's like a gift that the things that I was trying kind of fell apart because now I can actually tap into what truly does line up and what my unique gifts actually can bring to the table. Isn't that crazy others. how that yeah, works out? It is, but I was trying so long to to do things that I saw work for other people, you know, like 
oh, they're doing that successfully. I want to be successful. So I'm going to like model my life after that. I have somewhat of that skill set. So here I can do that. But it wasn't me. Yeah. And it'll never bring you the fulfillment that oh, it's you, exhausting. That you think it is, you know, or that you think it's going to. So you're the only person that can bring you into the world. And that's the reason why you're here is to bring forth what makes you, you, you know? And so if you're trying to, if you're, there's already like one of this person and one of that person. So if you're mm-hmm. trying to just bring that, like copy that and bring it, then you're never truly shining like forth your own light into the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like we need more of is people learning how to connect more to themselves and to embrace their unique gifts or embrace what makes them them. Yes. I mean, we're all walking around looking like the same woman trying to have the same body and trying to wear the same clothes. You know, I think all of that fashion and all that's so great, but we're, we're dimming our light, trying to force ourselves to be something that we're not. Oh yeah. I could go on a whole, that's a whole nother podcast. I know it is. It is. Um, well, I I just love you so much, and I love what you're bringing. And I also want to tell you guys that Melissa does have a podcast. I was listening this morning. I love this new episode with, um, is it? It was called something about like, is he right for you? Or and you gave out all of these questions to ask yourself. And I actually think that you could apply that to many different areas of your life, like you know, asking yourself about work or whatever you're feeling really disconnected from, because all it was doing was just really highlighting again, the values and the things that like, are you bringing your true self to this situation or are you allowed to? And I thought the checklist was so, it was so helpful to me because again, it validated like some situations that aren't in my life anymore being like, they weren't in alignment. That's why they would never work. Mm -hmm. Nobody has to be bad. Nothing has to be bad. It's just like, out of alignment. And um, okay, so tell people about the Hard On podcast. That's the that's the most recent one, but there's a ton of different content on this podcast. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, the Heart On, um, I think there's like 140 episodes now. The newest one was called um, Is He Good For You? Okay. And it's just giving you clarity around maybe what you're already feeling, but you're just yeah. afraid to realize it. Um, cause I think that if you're confused about the way you feel about someone or you're confused about how they feel about you, then there's something that's off. There's something mm-hmm. that's not quite in alignment or something that needs to be talked about. So we, I cover every angle as far as healing stuff, feminine, masculine energies, connecting to your sexuality, um, relationships, anything that I really feel called to talk about on the show or things that I do a lot of question and answers um, based upon, you know, Instagram and emails and things like that. I love, do you love doing this show? I do. I love doing my show. I really do too. It's such a podcasting is such a beautiful space to connect with people Mm -hmm. and to also just share about what you've learned. I just, I love it. That's why I'm just curious. You do the solo thing. I struggle there. Like I need the energy of another person to kind of maybe it's just go through the conversation or anything like that. Um, But yeah, I'm so impressed by both you and Jake because you'll do a full podcast of just telling people what you're learning. And it's so helpful. (laughs) But I I literally like when I said to do it, I'm like, uh, my brain goes dead or something. I don't know. But you had feel into it, Kelly. You don't, yeah, I, mean, okay. I, walk, I walk down the street and just talk. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I need to practice that. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I, I feel at least in my perspective, like I like to work things out by speaking out loud. 
And so for a long time, I was nervous about doing that. So yeah. I was like quiet. And so the more I do it now, I don't, I don't really even think about it. I just kind of talk and see what shows up and share, you know, how I feel about things and what's been going on in you know my life or my relationship or how I can just guide others toward feeling a little bit better mm. in their own life. I don't know. It's just, I love that. I just love the podcast space. I think it's pretty magical if you allow it to be. I think yeah. you could do a solo episode. I do I a couple, but maybe this part the of me minute, letting go again, you know, that might be what it is, is yeah. overthinking what this needs to be is some people just really enjoy you. And this is what happened this week. And this is a story about X, Y, and Z. And this is how I feel about it. I don't know. I think it would be cool. I think I think you should at least consider. Because remember, like, let's go all the way back to the beginning. You're never going to be ready to do anything. I mean, that's how this whole thing started for me. I got this podcast. Like, the the head of my network was like, "You should do a podcast. Would you want to be on this network?" And I was like, "Oh no, 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 no! I can't do a podcast." And he finally convinced me. And then it literally took me like three months to sit down and record my first episode. Because I couldn't, I was like wanting the perfect episode. And he finally was like, you just have to do it. You just have to do it. And you learn as you go with this stuff. But letting go of like not having it figured out before I did it was a really difficult thing. And the truth was, is I just got so much better as I did it. Like they said. You just have to start. You just have to start. You just have to start. Jake used to say to me, I remember when I started the podcast, he'd be, I, I was doing the same thing, like overthinking, like I think yeah. I stuttered and I think that this didn't come out fast enough. And, yeah. then, and he's like, Melissa, good is good enough. Just get it out there. And I'm like, I'm we're so, like, no, perfect I'm is so good. scared. <laughs> yeah. But it is, but that's the thing. It's the only way you learn how to do things is just yeah. by doing them. Yeah. I get it. Well, thank you so much for being here. I love talking to you. Like we said earlier, we could talk forever. So I, <laughs> I will I try to keep this in a time limit for you guys listening. Um, but tell the people listening where they can go find you. And especially if they want to reach out about diving deeper into their own work with the feminine. Absolutely. My last name is really long. So <laughs> I will spell it, but maybe you could throw it in the show. I'll put it in the least, description so. too. Yes. Because my Instagram is Melissa underscore Scambalori. So ready? It's S G A M B E L L U R I. The first time I met you, I was like, Melissa's. <laughs> okay, I'm so used to yeah. it. But that, and, and this is the same for the website, is just melissascambalori.com. And that's where you can check out some of the. I have, um, you know, my radiant woman course, which is a great jumpstart to feminine energy, or if you're just looking to reconnect and learn a little bit more and then the podcast and I'm around, you know? Yeah. And you guys, the connection and flow stuff, you do have some stuff on your Instagram too. So if you wanted to go test that out, yes. um, people can go try that because it can feel kind of silly at first, but I do encourage you guys to go do it. Seriously. It is like, one of the most freeing things, like I told you earlier, I have literally gotten in the habit of doing a dance break at least once a day and it shifts my whole day every time. Yeah, like I was kind of spiraling in something yesterday and I was like, I would, Melissa told me to dance. So I'm going to dance and I just do. <laughs> oh, Cal, I love yeah, that. It helps. That. It shifts everything and then I can get out of my head and keep going. And that's the whole purpose of movement is to get out of your head and get into your body so that you can feel more empowered to yeah. take on the rest of the day. Yeah. 
There you go. you go. I'm so Thank proud you. of you. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> well, you guys go check out Melissa Scambalori at all of the, I'm going to put all of her notes in the description of this podcast. So you guys can just click through there. Um, but again, thank you so much. And we'll do this again. We got to catch up again. I know. Soon. I would love that. And thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.